Take on a journey with passion for cannabis and the healing power of art intertwined. Join us for an extraordinary episode as Jay Blaze dwells into Cassie's unique journey, unraveling the profound connection between cannabis, art, and personal healing. Join the conversation this episode and let's get organically blunt. Organically Blunt Show, a podcast that's about cannabis and the lifestyle that surrounds it with real conversations, whether you're a novice or a professional grower. Light up and join the conversation. Let's get organically blunt. Comes to genetics, we trust Seedsman Genetics, a seed bank that has been in business for over 20 years. So head on over to Seedsman and use coupon code organically blunt. Popping jars, cure, store, and save your terps with Terplock technology. Grow bags, your solution for auto curing and cannabis storage, along with customized design solutions. Make sure to use coupon code organically blunt at checkout. Use the soil and amendments we trust country roots because we like to know what we're putting in our body is organic and it is the best that can be made locally. So head on over to countryroots.com and tell them Organically Blunt sent you. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Organically Blunt. I am Jay Blaze, your host. And this evening, we have the pleasure and the opportunity to speak with Cassie about her art and her company and her whole journey as a whole. So welcome to the Organically Blunt show, Cassie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm beyond excited to be here. Definitely, definitely. Hopefully everybody can find us. It might take a minute. You know, I, I accidentally hit the wrong button. I had the wrong intro loaded for the show. It was a whole mess. And that's what happens when you don't get sleep. So <laughs> I uh, apologize to everybody out there. If they haven't found us yet, they will be coming in. They can catch the recap. We'll be found on Spotify, iTunes, you name it, we're, we're live there too. So welcome to the show, everybody. And this week, we want to thank our sponsors, Seedsman Genetics, for being a quality seed bank that always provides and supports the show and grow bags. Because without them, we would not have quality flour to smoke because our terps would dissipate. So with, welcome to the show once again, Cassie. And I'm sorry I had to blurb out all the fun stuff at the beginning there, but it kind of got to give thanks to the people who put it on for us. And um, so I want to start out with a simple question, and that is, where did your journey with cannabis and art begin? But before we dive into that question, we kind of got to start with art. Mm -hmm. And that, when did you discover you had a love for art? And when did that begin? So I, I was probably like four or five when I really started understanding like creating and drawing and everything like that. Um, my real mom would always draw Fred Flintstone. She'd draw characters, but it was Fred Flintstone that I specifically remember. She drew so amazing. And I just thought she was magical because I didn't understand how she could do something like copying somebody else's art, just incredible. So I was like, mom, I want to be like you when I'm older. And it just kind of 
blossomed into that and I joined uh, different coloring competitions. I think it was Hungry Howie's had a pizza competition and you could color these pizzas in any way you want. And if you won, you'd win free pizza. And so I was in there all the time just entering my drawings and we won a lot of pizza because of it. So, um, and then I just kept going, entering into co uh, coloring competitions and expanding into a little bit of photography and yeah, I just escalated into where I am today. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I haven't seen coloring contests in a long time. So that definitely brought back some nostalgic feelings there. I, I remember going to Pizza Hut and them having a coloring contest. And I think uh, Russ's restaurant might have had it. But definitely, that is so cool. So you have determined that you have a love for art. But how did the love for cannabis come about? And how old were you when you first tried it? So I was, <laughs> my adopted mom ever watches this, she's going to laugh. Um, I was, it was my sophomore year, I smoked a joint. And I was with my friends and I just moved to this really small town and like I needed to make friends. And so they had me over and I smoked this joint and I remember not getting high at all and i was like oh he doesn't do anything to me ha 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 i'm one of those people that just doesn't get high and i was very much unaware that i just one either didn't have good weed or two i just needed a fatter joint i don't know it just it just didn't hit the spot so um that was the first time but i do remember being a kid and my real mom and like my aunt and my uncles would all sit around the kitchen table playing cards and i were, i know they smoked cigarettes but there'd be times when they smoked something else that smelled a little bit more funky and they always were much more giggly after they had smoked it so i was like okay well whatever this is you can keep doing that because you guys seem to have a great time everybody was always getting along Versus when alcohol was around, people were always arguing, and it was just, like, so chaotic. So I loved when they smoked weed. <laughs> um, yeah. So as I got older, there were a lot of different things. Like, I definitely smoked after, um, I think it was my senior year is when I actually tried again smoking. And I smoked long, took a fat rip, and, yeah, it was over. I remember looking in the mirror. I I almost, I didn't throw up. I was very close to, but I remember looking in the mirror and being like, Cassie, you're never doing this to yourself again. Don't ever smoke weed. No. And um, it made me giggle because later on in the day, I was at a perfect high. My friends and I went to the lake and we went swimming. So I had such a great time. And uh, that blossomed when I got into college and I joined an organization called Students for Sensible Drug Policy. That organization, I knew they were like, at, at first I thought it was just going to be a group of people I could go and smoke weed with. But also when I found out that they were a, a group of people who understand that people are going to use different substances so they don't condemn nor condone, but they recognize it's going to happen. So they provide safe resources for people. Um, it gave me a better understanding of my mom and the way that she had gone, I wanted to change the resources and the accessibility and also like 
the knowledge of why and how it had happened. And with cannabis, I found that it's been quite an amazing medicine that I've been able to learn about and educate others on and use that as a medicine for them. So it really sprawled from the way I lost my mom and wanting to find a way to change how I experienced it and how she also experienced it because she just didn't have the right resources at the time. Right. Definitely. That's, that's amazing. You know, you, you, you gotta live out your parents' legacies. You know, I lost my parents too. I lost my grandpa. Then were my parents. I was adopted by my grandparents and uh, I lost him to COVID four years. It'll be four years this year, but you know, I started the show because he was a hemp farmer and he wanted to re-educate and that's kind of, I'm living his legacy here. So yeah, it's cool that you remember the Flintstones and you remember, you know, that that's something you don't want to forget and and nobody can replace that or take that from you. So you always got to remember that, that, that memory, people can't take memories from you. So that's one thing we'll always have. Yep. I will cherish with my heart forever and ever. And I don't know why I haven't created a Fred Flintstone piece yet, but it's on the way. (laughs) You definitely should. I think it would be cool. You know, even if it's for a personal journey, you know, that leads me into my third question that I have for you. And that is, has any of your art that you've created inspired healing and if so, is there any certain symbol that you use in your art as a whole across the board that distinguishes that one, it's your art and two, it might be a symbol of healing for you? Yeah. So I, at first when I started making art, I knew that I wanted it to be a way for me to express how I felt, but see if there were others who understand or like felt the same way. And I know that a lot of my art might not portray um, like a whole lot of deeper emotion when you first look at it because it might be like mushrooms, eyeballs or whatever. But the people who get it just come up to me and then they say such magical things in the way that people can sit and find their own meanings too. Like I've had many people tell me things that they found and after they say it, I'm like, whoa, that might have been something I unintentionally did, but it needed to come out. And so it's been quite a beautiful journey to hear all of these different perspectives on my art and how people will then say that it will either inspire them to go and create themselves or just see life in different perspectives. And that's also what I'm trying to do. Like, although life can hand us a lot of really awful negative things, we can take it and make it the most vibrant, beautiful creation that we want. It's just up to us to see that side. And so that's why a lot of my colors, my paintings are just very vibrant and like in your face and just makes you feel happy and good because yes, there are a lot of hard things that we go through, but that gives us that character and we can learn to understand what has happened and use that to grow and to shine more light and help heal others too, who might have gone through similar things. So that's definitely 
like I think the colors are a lot of my symbols. It's very consistent. Like when you look at my art, um, the colors, a lot of people will be like, oh my gosh, I've seen your piece because of this. The colors are always super vibrant. Um, I also really like to do the signature drip that's in the majority of my pieces. I like to just have that slimy, drippy effect that just makes it look like everything's melting. So that's really fun. And then eyeballs. So I don't know like if either one of them have necessarily a healing meaning behind them, but more of like specifically with the eye, just understanding one perspective and changing and transitioning because my art style started off as like um, drawing, sketching, and I was trying to do realistic portraits of people's faces. And when I learned I didn't have the patience to do all of the shading, but also I want color and I want it to pop and I want it to just be like, wow, I knew I needed to switch it up. So I kind of kept the eye aspect because I really love drawing eyes. That was my favorite thing about drawing faces. So the eyeball and doing different things with them is a lot of fun because people have different shaped eyes. And so being able to just, I feel like there's never a wrong answer when you draw an eyeball, to be honest. And so you can see it in different ways and perspectives. And I think that's, that's what makes yeah. it stand out. I got a tidbit about the eyeball that you might not know. I don't know if you're familiar with who Von Dutch is. Von Dutch was not just a clothing line like most young kids know it as. Von Dutch was actually a famous motorcycle builder. And what he did is he was an artist. And he put the wings on the, each side of the eyeball with, with a halo above it. Or you can find different versions of it if you type in Von Dutch eyeball. Mm -hmm. But really, the eyeball, and I'm, I don't talk religion on here, but I will explain what it means. And the eyeball actually stands for a Christianity symbol for the uh, Lord above sees all and knows all. And oh. that, dates, that dates back to 10,000 years BC. Mm -hmm. And... Um, only reason I know this is because I did a whole report on Von Dutch in high school, and I actually have his eyeball tattooed on me. So, oh my god, that's so cool! Yeah, yeah. So, like, it, it's kind of my thing, you know. I, I'm I'm a graphic designer as well, so that's kind of why your art actually did attract me when I seen you at a couple of the festivals. I'm like. It's exactly like you said. I wish I could share some here. I, I don't have your website or nothing available, but um, I'll contact you later and get your links and we'll put it in the show notes so that way people can find you. But it's so vibrant that it brings you happiness. It brings you joy. It's almost like, oh, uh, like your tent reminds me of like going to the circus. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like happiness and exciting, and you don't know what's gonna pop out at you, and it, it it it's it's great, it really is, and yeah, yeah. Hipsters is in our chat here. He said he didn't know that about the eyeball. A lot of people don't, and I'm one of them people that collects weird facts. I know 
I, I go off the wall. It's my ADHD on weird facts. I tend to have a photographic memory and I remember the weird things. So like, I don't forget things when I learn it, but I, for, I remember it because of the weird facts, but definitely, you know, we're 16 minutes into the show. I'm going to spark up because I like the smoke. You're more than wel welcome to. Um, but that, that leads me into my next question. You know, you kind of explained that you didn't get high the first time, but the first time you did get high, did you get the munchies? And if you did, what is your go-to munchie typically when you do get high? I mean, is it sweets? Is it salty? Is it sour? Is it popcorn, ice cream? Everybody has one and we want to know what yours is. Yeah. So the first time I got high, like actually high, I was way too obliterated to even understand what was going on. I just remember my friends being like, yo, if you lay in the back seat, we'll take you to the beach. And I was like, okay, cool. So I'm laying in the back seat. They stopped to grab some snacks. I'm like, cool. I get to the beach and all I want to do is be in the water. So first time I didn't really eat munchies. And honestly, I really surprisingly don't get munchies. I wish I did because my appetite's always so like, just non-existent so i've been trying to do more research on strains that have more appetite um, sure so i can eat more because i need to but if there is times where i'm like dang i need some munchies it's definitely like sweets i love chocolates i love butterfingers are one of my favorites um i love sour candy too though so it's always like a good mixture of two of those and then maybe sometimes I'll get some hot Cheetos or some Takis in there too if I'm feeling spicy. The sour candy is my weakness. I, I have to have sour punch straws or sour patch kids almost like nightly. That's how <laughs> yeah. bad I Like I run to the gas station and get some when I get off the air usually on these shows because I have the munchies. Right. But definitely. Um, so when it comes to your art, do you also do custom request pieces for people? Like if they said, hey, I want you to create something, you know, on your own mindset, but based off of these guidelines, would you be, would you be willing to do pieces like that for people? Oh, absolutely. I have done a couple of commission pieces. I'm currently in the process of doing one right now, actually because I paint wooden letters. So I have a band that wants me to paint their name with a wooden letter. So I'm really excited. This is like the first word I'm doing. So I'm really thrilled that it's them because they just have good vibes. Um, and then one of the most interesting ones I've ever done was somebody said that he was touring with Nickelback. And I don't know if that was him actually performing or if he was just following Nickelback's show, I'm not exactly sure, but he wanted a tribute piece. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, and he asked for a trippy Nickelback painting. And I was like, okay, well, this is going to be really interesting. <laughs> so I took on the challenge and it's um, the song photograph when they're holding it up, it's that scene. And I have them wearing, um, 
a pine cone pendant in the photos, like aliens and somebody getting abducted by the alien. It's just some really just look hippie, trippy stuff with Nickelbacks themed. And I crack up every time I think about it. I kind of want a shirt of it. That would be cool. Yeah, definitely. I have a, uh, if you ever need a guy, I have a good guy that owns a print shop for mm. mer merchandise. He's here in Muskegon, but okay. he does he does really well he does all my apparel he does he does great work and he does low quantities too so you don't have to order a hundred of them to get it done so it makes it great yeah. I, i'll connect i'll connect you with him because he's always looking to help other people get their brand out there absolutely definitely yeah. local so i'm here for it yep definitely and that's what i it's a guy i went to school with so like when he said hey i do this i was like no shit. And then, you know, he's like, I'm going to do your, your stickers. And I said, okay. And so I, I sent him the money and he's like a couple of weeks went by because he was busy and I was okay with it. And I was like, he's like, I did, I did your stickers 400. And I'm like, 400. I, I can't afford that. Like, and he's mm -hmm. like, no, I cut you 400 for the cost. I told you for the price of 250 and i'm like dude that's legit so i i've got stickers so i'm <laughs> them out. yeah so like it worked out great because <laughs> i didn't i didn't ask for it but you, you know i was under the the way i read it i was under the anticipation that he was trying to charge me 400 and i was like oh i can't afford that man like, right that's crazy but yeah Definitely. So where can people find you, find you to, if they want to have you do a piece? I mean, how can they connect with you? So I'm currently in the process of building an actual website that will showcase all of my art and my portfolio and all of the like articles that I've had. But my most, I'd say the two easiest ways would probably be Instagram and Facebook, um, Celestial Aura Creations on all of them. And I message back pretty quickly so in instagram is a little bit easier to message back than facebook is for some reason they don't like to notify you <laughs> when you get messages right. um yeah i just message me and i just talk to people about prices i have a little price sheet but if somebody really wants something i'm always willing to work with them definitely definitely so has there ever been a song that has influenced a piece of your art? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, I would say maybe not just one specific song, but an artist, Grizz, um, EDM artist. He's from Detroit, pretty freaking big. <laughs> um, he connected me with me and my best friend and i absolutely loved he's got the saxophone vibes so when i'm sitting and i'm doing art he just brings all of that good energy and it just flows and he always has really beautiful messages too that he will just say every once in a while in a song and it's just like that little pep in my step that i need while i'm stuck in a room where i'm like oh my gosh can I keep going? And Grizz is like, yeah, girl, you can keep going. And I just flow with him and it's such a good time. So I'd say Grizz 
overall his music has definitely influenced my art quite a bit awesome definitely i i know a lot of people that are fans of him i've never personally listened to his music to be honest but mm-hmm. I, I used to do photography for electric force and okay. a lot of my friends out there were into that and they i, I know a couple other people that are from chicago that do sets for him and stuff like that and yeah it, he i know he's huge i know that much definitely so I don't know more than that, you know, it's pretty, pretty vague, but I've never even listened to him to be honest, and I'm guilty, but you know, I might have to see if I like it. Cause I like jazz and I like saxophones and I like blues music and stuff like that. So I'll have he's to got, check it out. He's got like genres and different vibes for everything. It's not just like, I am a dubstep girly, so I love to go hard. Like my neck hurts from headbanging too hard from event last night. But oh, wow. he also has like really good, just hanging out vibey stuff where you can just get lost in whatever you're doing. And it's the most magical experience. So I definitely recommend giving him a little listen. Yeah, I'll check it out. You know, I... I, I listen to all kinds of stuff. My playlist is very widespread. Like one minute it might be classical, the next it's classic rock, then it's reggae, then it, then it's country, and then who knows what else in between. But it's just weird like that, you know. And I uh, like another friend of ours is Mark Lavingood. He's an artist. If you guys like music check him out you know bring him up on the youtube listen to him he's played with billy Spri- billy strings sorry I almost said springs i did not want to butcher that but strings and they just played at the van ando not too long and it go and that was pretty badass i was just like dude i actually know somebody that's like kind of a big thing and that's cool yeah so yeah he's a great guy he's a part of our community Mm-hmm. So, what is the next event you plan on attending uh, where you're, you're going to have your art, your art available? So, one that is like completely solidified is going to be Michigan Gems and Genetics Sarns Resort. Super pumped this summer. Um, I do have a couple that are in the works and we're talking about it. So, I just got to see based off of like scheduling and everything like that. But the one that I'm really excited about and I have confirmed is going to be Gems and Genetics. So really excited. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I'm, I work with a, uh, a micro girl here in Muskegon on and off. I do some ad work for them and some other things. And I know they have a area called the Ball Outdoors. It's an outdoor uh, consumption zone here where we can smoke outside, we can do different things. And I've thought about presenting a um, artesian market on a Saturday morning that'll go coincide with our farmer's market once it gets warmer and seeing if maybe they don't want to do something with us and we can get some artists out there to set up and set up a couple different vendor booths and stuff like that and stuff like that because the last thing i did there was actually uh it was a um puffin paint and we had a 
we had a lady come in from Holland and teach you how to paint pictures. And it was a full class. I think it was 40 bucks a person, okay. free dab, free dab bars and stuff like that. So, you know, I want to get into doing some more community based events this, this summer. So I'm going to work to try to push to help more people set that up because I have the resources of different places to do this. I have another friend here in town who owns an art studio and photography studio. And um, she does yoga. She does like uh, readings and she does photography. She does graphic. She's, she's a, a, a lady of, yeah, of all talents. And her spot is pretty cool. Like the, once, once a year, they turn into like the folk Candyland game. And it's like a whole party that's like where you're in through the game. It's pretty cool. Definitely. Pretty cool. But, yeah. So I know you like Grizz, but that leads me to another question that we ask everybody. And that is, if you could smoke with anybody dead or alive, who would it be and why? But I want the first thought that pops in your head. Don't think hard. Uh, I'm a dad. Okay. Definitely. My dad. Um, he passed when I was nine and my mom was 10, um, and he ended up passing on 420. So for me, wow. it is, it took me a second to be able to like celebrate that day. But then I like understood, like my dad smoked so much weed. So I understand now why I have lungs of steel because my dad was a pro. So I've learned to like love it and appreciate it. And every year I always smoke out one for him and just dedicate a good moment where I'm like, yes, this is for me and you, dad. Um, and I just, I would love that chance to be able to like hear and see if my lungs are stronger than his were. Right, yeah, definitely. That would be cool. You know, yeah. I, 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 uh, I got to smoke with my grandpa once before he passed and it was like a shocking experience, I guess you'd say. Cause my grandpa had cancer and Alzheimer's and dementia and he ended up dying from COVID, but, uh, his cancer is spread to his stomach. So it was pretty bad. And, uh, he, um, was riding in the back seat and we were on our way up to Traverse city and, um, he hits me and he says, let me hit that. And I said, looked at my buddy in the passenger seat and I looked in the mirror and I said, no, I said, you kidding me. He said, no, for real. And he did too. And after that, he started smoking it and I was just like, wow. Okay. You know, I can say I finally did that, but definitely you got uh, some fans in the chat here. You got chase. And he wants to say that he is very proud of you. So I figured I'd share that with everybody here. Definitely. That is awesome. So, you know, that leads me to another question that I have for you. And that is, are you currently working on any pieces? Um, Kind of, sort of. So I finally got into a space where I have all of my art projects that are like in the middle of art projects. 
So now I'm looking at them. I'm like, okay, so what's next? I've got stash boxes that I'm creating. Um, I have a jewelry box that I need to paint. I've got clay that I want to experiment with my paintings and get some texture and make stuff pop off the canvas. So lots of ideas. Oh, we lost her, guys. I think she'll, she lost her connection. Oh. Excited for that's for sure. I've got lots of stuff in the middle of things. Definitely. We lost you there for a second. I don't know what happened, but you're back and we're good. So <laughs> definitely, you know, and that won't be cut out, guys, because you know how we are here. It's raw, uncut, and unedited. So whatever happens, happens. And, you know, things happen. You know, we don't always, YouTube doesn't always tell everybody that we're live when we make a mistake, but that's okay because this is put on YouTube for the history of forever. So like it ain't going anywhere and people can come back. They can watch us. They can listen to what we have to say. And this is cemented in the history of Google forever. So it's one of those things you can't, it's not very easy to get videos off of YouTube once they're on there because somehow someone recorded it or saved it or shared it somewhere, even if you delete it. So just remember that, you know, we had another channel, a friends of mine today. Hi again, which if you guys are listening out there and you like Michigan based content, hi again, spelt like Michigan, but hi again. I know you kind of got to break it up there, but uh, they uh, had over 80,000 followers and Instagram decided not to after today. So now they had to start over. Yeah. Oh yep. my gosh. I was really worried about that the other day. I went to go log into my Instagram on my regular one and it was just doing something really weird. And I was just at a dab event and I they had pressed, just pressed the concentrate. So I was just dripping down and I the vendor came over and they're like, Do you want to take a dab because it's your birthday? And I'm like, Yeah, I do. So there was a video of me just grabbing one of like the drips of dab off of it and i was like please don't ban me for grabbing a dab i was so heartbroken i'm like trying to go through every scenario because it let me on my art page so i was like okay i deleted the app tried everything and it wasn't working and i'm like well at least i can still get to my art so that's good everybody can still see that so that's good but I just went to like Instagram on my computer and I figured it out and it said something about suspicious activity. So I don't know if somebody was trying to hack into my Instagram huh. or if they were like, yo, don't post this weed shit. But like, right. <laughs> I'm not yeah. selling anything. We got a strike and I couldn't do anything for two weeks and I'm sure it not people noticed but I didn't say anything, you know, I kept it hush. Yeah, we got a strike on our channel and it's there still, but it'll go away after 90 days. But for a whole week, I could not do anything. I couldn't go live. I couldn't upload videos. I couldn't do shorts. I couldn't do nothing. And it was because I did a short for our sponsor that makes bags for storage, grow bags. And the the clip they gave me which it shows in the beginning of this video here in our intro which i gotta update that i had the wrong intro 
even after we fixed it, after we lost connection, um, is it shows flour and they don't like that because if it's in the bag and it shows flour and you show a coupon code or a website, they think you're trying to sell the flour and that's what we got the strike for. And it was like, okay, you guys think I'm trying to sell it. No, I'm trying to promote the bag that it's in, not the actual product. Like, but okay. So I, now we, we got to do it with empty bags. It's kind of stupid, but that's how we got to do it. That's but, so silly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's so stupid. And, you know, like like I talked to so many other creators and artists such as yourself, and we all agree, you know, if you can control how things are seen around the world, there's no reason YouTube cannot control it. So our videos, if they're cannabis-related, can't be showed only in the states that have cannabis legalized. Like, yeah. then nobody has to be ashamed or worried about it. Like, no big deal. Right, you know? right. <laughs> that is a good idea. So nobody's freaking out over something that's not needed. Definitely. Fighting the evil, you're funny, bro. He put on there. <laughs> Was about to dip out and was like, whoa, she's fine. Let me check out this video. So sorry. Hey, we're guys. We're, sometimes we're guilty, you know. But um, it's all right. They all be playing on here. So. Yeah. yeah, I seen your post the other day. That was funny. It's the guy actually dyed his hair the same as yours. That's kind of, kind of cheesy. <laughs> she must have loved the movie 101 Donations. You know? <laughs> It just happened to be this way. I might change the color though, but I don't know what color yet. So we're gonna just like one day surprise everybody with a new hairstyle. <laughs> hey, it's been two my, and a half years. My sisters do the same thing, you know. I, I actually have a sister. She's not to be weird, but she's a lesbian and she does her hair and some weird stuff and it's like okay i guess that's how that works I, yeah. i'm not mad at you i'm not mad at her it's creative i just never seen shit like that like right they'll take they'll take their hair and do an undercut and have like designs underneath there and oh, yeah. they'll have stuff dyed on the designs and it's like holy shit who's your barber because like they <laughs> have to be charging like $300 for a haircut or something. That, that's insane. Definitely. That's hard though. That's for sure. I see that stuff and I'm like, wow. To yeah, go that definitely. with some of those colors and the patterns that they do, that's, it just it blows my mind. Why I watch hair videos all the time. I watch food videos. I watch just all these different things because it's all different forms of art to me. <laughs> so I need inspiration yep. from everything here. Definitely, definitely. You know, everything is inspirational. Like I tell everybody, you know, sometimes you just got to stop, slow down and take in everything around you, you know, yeah. and you'll, not you'll notice there's more art. I'm smoking on some um, sour glue tonight. That's what I'm smoking on. I yep. am smoking on some green. Yeah, Chase. Herb. Oh, yeah, she put it on Instagram. Some guy got salty with her and he dyed his hair the same as her. 
after being shut down. Yeah, yeah it was quite funny. <laughs> and he decided to come into this chat, so <laughs> have fun. That's, right. Hey, that's funny. But, you know, I'm not about the drama, and, hey, it is what it is. But definitely, you know, it's still funny that somebody copied your style like that. It's just you know, I haven't had anybody impersonate me yet, but I know when you get to a certain following, people do, even in this market, like, it's insane. Next thing you know, you'll have fake Instagram profiles of you, and, and you'll be like, damn, I'm a celebrity. Like, people want to be me now. Like, no, be yourself. Like, I like being myself. Like... I have had a couple of fake Instagrams made of me, and they always made me feel super weird. Um, and so I'm like, you know, I'm glad to be able to, like, you know, inspire. But I know some of those accounts were just, like, I don't know, some weird, I don't know, weirdos on the internet. So, you know, you just hurry up, have all your friends report them real quick, and then go on your way, and it's fun. <laughs> Makes me right. giggle after a minute. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. You know, back in the day, we used to send viruses to people's websites. Well, I did. I went to school for computer programming. So we'd send like a virus. It was it'd call it a ping of death. And what it would do is it would try to load your website so fast that the server would crash because it mm -hmm. couldn't keep up. And then next thing you know, their website's down and, and they're pissed. But hey, they messed with the wrong nerd, you know, and that's just how it went. Definitely. But I, I, I'm showing my age here. I'm showing my age. But definitely. Um, so you like to smoke. And I read that you work as a bud tender, correct? So I used to work as a bud tender. I've been in cannabis for the metric side since 2020, which it was right before, probably like a year before it like really went recreational. So I had a good experience in the medical area, which I was really excited about because it was just a little bit more, I don't know, there's just more passion behind it. People are excited about cannabis. People wanted to like actually heal with it. So when it became recreational, I worked for um, too many companies who did not care about weed, did not care about helping people. And everyone was like, sales, sales, sales. I'm like, cool, I can sell weed all day. But if somebody's coming to me and they have something they need help with, I'm going to take the time to help them. And I don't care. And it might take me an hour, but... Guess what? I've been able to educate them on terpenes and different cannabinoids and how those can like actually affect them instead of just focusing on high THC. And so that's my favorite thing to do was educate as a bud tender. Like, yo, I know that our brains and everybody's saying high THC and blah, blah, blah. But how can we not focus on that and use it as a medicine and help people? So that was my favorite thing to do as a bud tender. And there were definitely some dispensaries that didn't like my mentality on me being super involved in the caregiver scene, especially because a couple of them I learned were trying to get them out. So I was like, yeah, no, I'm not working for a company that's trying to get caregivers out. I'm too passionate about them. I love them too much. Without them, we wouldn't be where we are today with me. 
So I had to be very strict and specific about those companies and brands. And due to that, it's limited the dispensaries, which a-okay with me because I want to work with people who are still going to be passionate about it 20 years down the line. And so right now I'm a brand ambassador for a cannabis brand. um, And they have like five sister companies, but the main one they focus on is Element. And so that's a concentrate brand. And I'm a huge dab head. So when they recruited me at an art event where I was selling my art and they came up to my table, which to me is really crazy because they're a metric brand. So for them to come up to my art table and be like, hey, we love your art. Let's do this. Do you want to come work with us? I'm like, oh, shoot. Okay, that's so cool. And now they want to, like, we have some talks about collaborating a little bit with me and Celestial Aura Creations and Element. That's just, it's very mind-blowing to me that I have a metric brand. Like, they brought me pre-rolls for my birthday so I could have goodie bags for people. And I thought that was cool because I've worked in so many dispensaries, small dispensaries who claim they were mom and pops who have given me no credit for the graphic design I've done for them. I've done package design. I've done billboards. I've done their branding. I've done everything and not even getting like a little shout out to the other bud tenders. But yet this bigger metric brand actually wants to work with me and like, they're like, yo, if you do events and you need somebody to do dab bars, let us know. We'll send somebody out there. I'm like, whoa, wow. that's so cool. And it feels really good to be appreciated by that and like know that, you know, I have a, a brand that I'm working for that actually cares not only about cannabis, um, but also like the art community too. And they they know of gems and genetics, it's like gems and genetics knows of them. And so that makes me feel really good too, because it's kind of like a home (laughs) everywhere I go and I love that so much yeah definitely definitely you got to have that feeling that's what it took me a long time to do that you know it's still taking me a long time to come out of my shell at these events because I am not outgoing like I used to be I might seem like it but I'm not and I'm very guarded and I don't approach people so it took a while to get used to everybody and get the surroundings and know everybody to be able to have fun and fit in. Now it's home. Yes, it is home. Definitely. Yeah. And, and, you know, Michigan gems and genetics is probably one of my favorite event hosts in West Michigan, you know, them country country roots and uh, a few others, but not a whole lot more. Signs resort is great. You know, um, I'm going to go to Camp Compost this year. Um, A lot of good. Yeah, a lot of a lot of good events, you know, are right here in West Michigan. And we're going to be coming up with a show here in February. I got to get the flyer together. I got so much work I got to do. You know, that's the thing people don't see is the behind the scenes stuff of how much creation I have to try to put into things. But uh, yeah. We're going to do an event roundtable, basically, of me and all the hosts that put on events in West Michigan and Michigan Gyms and Genetics. It was their idea. It's not mine. I won't take credit for the idea. And he asked to come on our, our platform. And I said, yeah, let's do it. And we're going to come on here and we're going to talk about the events going on in, throughout the summer and 
what you guys can expect so be sure to check into that and we're always trying to make more for the community and that's what's cool about this community definitely definitely yeah they have so, so many great i can't wait to watch that one that's gonna be a good one. Oh, definitely definitely yeah they they uh if you haven't been to the Sands resort you're gonna love it this is like my oh, gonna be my third or fourth year and yeah it's my third or fourth year too it's one of my favorite events Mm, the lineup's gonna be really good this year. A lot of my homies are performing. I can't wait. I'm That's selling awesome. my art. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. I love the laser light show myself. That's the thing for me, you know. The, that topped it last year for events. That experience alone was just like, man, I was just like, wow. And I've been to a <laughs> lot of events, and he, that one took the cake, you know. Like I told told them guys i said you know you found you found something unique keep it going do this every year Absolutely. because it's worth it and it's one of my favorite like experiences the way i was just sitting at my booth and all of a sudden these lights just come out of nowhere i was like it was reflecting off of my art and my booth and it felt so magical and then seeing it off of the forest right whoa was, they were incredible the whole festival was incredible we just have great weed there too. Everybody's just got good stuff. It's just a good time to hang out. <laughs> it really is. It really is. And and it and it's I don't even know how to explain it. You gotta go. That's all you I can gotta say. Go. That's all you yeah. have to say. <laughs> yeah, because if you don't know, you gotta just go and experience it because it's one of those things that it, it's got its own magic to itself. Like you, you you might be having the shittiest time and you get there and it's like sacred ground and like all your worries put aside, just go have fun because that's what you're there for. And mm -hmm. it, it makes it worth it. That's when I, I kind of just go and be myself. Yeah. And the communities, especially with um, being a vendor too, it's really cool because the community within each other where it's like oh especially camping or setting up like if it's windy rainy you don't have enough equipment everybody's got you and i love it like every time we do a michigan genetics event i always know that the community there if i don't have something somebody else does and they got me and if i got something i got it for them and it's just always a really good time and it the community aspects it's just really cool too <laughs> definitely it. It, it's a community unlike any other i've been involved in i came from the automotive industry so like mm -hmm. i can tell you that car clubs and i did car club events and big barbecues and charity events for years years and years probably over 20 years now and uh there's so much drama there. It's like high school and everything. You don't get that with this. Like these people, yeah. everybody's willing to help everybody. And that's what's great about it. And it might not be like that in all markets, but here in West Michigan, that's what it's like. You know, we kind of help each other out. Even on the east side, you know, I've been over there too. So it's definitely great. They want to know if you have any art pieces you can show on the screen real quick. Yeah, absolutely. So I did bring one out specifically that I haven't sold. And this one is oh, 
dedicated to my tribe. Um, in the middle is my tribe symbol, which is Northern Cheyenne. And each color has a representation to a native meaning and usually in battle. Um, I'd okay. have to look at the Instagram post to tell you all of the colors, but this one, sure. my dad is the Native American. And so I just, this is my, my first dedication to him and also finding my Native background and my culture and learning more about me. Like the colors were Northern Cheyenne specific. So okay. <clears throat> it was just a really good way to dive deeper into who I am and like who my dad was and have some fun with it as well making it still trippy like i am <laughs> sure yeah sure. and then in the background here if you want i can grab some specifically but no, i also i paint on vinyl records so that's like one of my favorite things to do i love canvas it's fun but it's not my favorite um this one up here is one of the first biggest pieces I've done. It's got a lot of intricate. I can kind of pull that one closer, actually. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's definitely cool. I just hate that you have to hang it back up. Oh, I don't. <laughs> Not mine. So. Wow, that is wow. It's got more detail than I thought. Holy shit, yeah, that is badass. <laughs> I felt like I needed to bring it down. It is one of my favorite pieces that I've created. The problem with it is I was at an event and somebody stabbed it when I was using the bathroom. Um, they what? stabbed a good couple of times, one right here and then down below here, which I've patched them up and you can't tell right. as much. And I do plan on doing more with them and actually like painting them or I don't know but i was also just really sad <laughs> of course because oh. i like i put so much love in heart and that was my biggest piece at the time so when they stabbed it and i came out i was just about to sell this piece too and of course it oh. didn't happen because like you know the holes and i wasn't offended by any means but um I was heartbroken <laughs> and I try not oh, yeah. to take it for a long time. I bring it to events and I'm like, it's not for sale. I'm just showing it off because the whole me as an artist, I just don't feel comfortable selling it to you because I don't want y'all telling anybody that I gave you whole art with holes in it. No, right. but people gave me such good perspectives on it. And they're like, you know, it's an opportunity to do something new to try some like experiment with some fun things. Um, and I don't know, like I also can incorporate my new art style and like the skills that I've learned now. So I've been able to look at it in a better perspective and be like, okay, well, you know what? Yeah, this is just a new opportunity to make this piece even cooler than what it was before, so. Right. Well, it's kind of a conversation piece, I'd call it. You take mm -hmm. it with you. It kind of tells your journey. It's kind of a symbol of your work. You know, you put yep. a lot of time and effort and, you know, whatever else, you know, you want to call it your grit into it. And uh, somebody tried to sabotage it, but you still overcame it. So it, it's a it's a conversation piece. It really is, you know. Absolutely. And, you, and it is always really fun to be able to, like, sit and talk to people about it because, 
you know, first of all, everybody's reaction is the same. They're like, oh my gosh, why would somebody do that? And I'm like, me too. Like, why would anybody ever stab a painting? Um, if it was on accident, I could understand, but it was just one too many for it to happen. So it made me a little butthurt. But at the end of the day, I knew that like, it was just a good way for me to talk to people about one, how can I add cooler things to it? But two, to give a little bit more of appreciation. So like a lot of people don't necessarily look at art as something that's worth a lot of money. And when I put on a put a value on it, yeah, they can like hear that physical number, but they don't know that like that's that's how much that painting means to me, if not more. More, right. I've, I like I'm putting my heart and soul into every single piece. Like I'm literally every single piece I create, I am just hoping that I can pass that little part of me and hope that I can spread the joy that I have with others and bring that happiness to people. So when somebody stabbed it, I was able to give people a, more of a perspective of how much that meant to me when they could see how I reacted to when it got stabbed. And it's like, yo, okay, well, you know, maybe it is worth more than just a drawing you know and so it was it's been really good to give a perspective too on art in general so people aren't just buying people's art and just throwing it on the ground after they get it like that's like a person's a part of them you know so just like showing exactly. that love, you know um does make it go a long way <laughs> definitely you yeah. know it, it, it really is it's like you're it's like when they harm it, if they're harming a piece of you, and it's like, I can relate, to totally, I can relate. I, I, as a graphic designer, like, when I did apparel, like, people would, you'd order something, you'd make a bunch of shirts for a company, you'd make it how they want, only for them to not want it, and you're like, oh, I just put everything into that, like, <laughs> really uh yeah it, and people don't understand either with graphic design there's so much more that goes into it too like if you want something to look good like i i understand that there you know there's a lot of awesome tools out there that make it really easy to create art um especially with ai but yep. What, where did all of this come from? From really awesome artists who have created it already. And so people look at graphic design is just an easy thing to do, but not realizing that this took this long to do. Um, even if it is me sitting at my computer, my eyes are now really strained. My wrists hurt and you didn't like it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> I used to shoot, uh, as a photographer, I used to do weddings. And I can tell you, I will never do a wedding again. I've done some large ones. I'm talking very large, mm -hmm. and like 3,000 3, people ones. And uh, yeah, I shoot over 700 photos and try to condense it down to 80. And you spend all that time editing all of them. And then they only want 80 of them. And all the rest is just garbage. It's nothing. It's like, oh, okay. Well, great. <laughs> I spent eight hours at your wedding shooting all this for you to pick 80 photos. 
right. out of almost 800. Yeah, real good, real great. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so where can people find you at and connect with you on Instagram once again or on Facebook to find you, find your art? And is there anything else you want the audience to know before I let you go tonight? Um, with my socials, you can find me at Celestial Aura Creations. I'm um, all one word. The Celestial is C-E-L-E-S-T-I-A-L. -E so that one does get a little mixed up sometimes, so I do understand. I'm trying to come up with maybe a new branding with the word but i still just have an obsession with the celestial aura part so i think i'm gonna like play with that but for now it's just celestial aura creations um and then my main instagram is shake your cast underscore so i got those um i also have a red bubble which if anybody isn't familiar with it one of my favorite quick shopping sites um, you can upload your any of your digital designs and get it on t-shirts, blankets, pillows, shower curtains, hats, literally anything you want, tapestries. So I've got lots of cool stuff on there. Um, that one you can look up Celestia or Creations or Cast Graphics and you'll find me there. Okay, that's unique. Yeah, I'll have to check that out, definitely. It's so so awesome. you guys heard it. You guys heard it here. You know where to find her art. If you're in West Michigan, I'm sure you can see her at some of the events this summer. And she always brings vibrant color and excitement. So you guys will like that. And you'll like her art, as you can see. And some of it she's shown off. So with that being said, everybody, enjoy the rest of your evening. And thanks for coming on the Organically Blunt Show. Have a good night, everybody. As we close this chapter of Organically Blunt, immense gratitude to our exceptional partners who fuel our growth journey. Seedsman Genetics, the seasoned seed bank with over two decades of experience. Grow Bag, your trusted storage solution to protect turps. Gorilla Grow Tent, crafting spaces for cultivating dreams. Kind LEDs, illuminating your green haven. Country roots, soil, and amendments, nurturing roots for success. Atlas Seeds, a source of pure genetic treasures. Green Wolf Genetics, creators of botanic magic. Smoke and Stork Genetics, where passion meets potency. Humboldt Seed Company, committed to cultivating excellence. Extreme Gardening, elevating your gardening game. Rain Science Grow Bags, redefining plants' homes. 420 Fast Buds, pioneers of fast and furious growth. Captain Redbeard Seeds, sailing the seas of genetic innovation. Arrow Mixer, the rheumatic heartbeat of your grow. Petra Tools, your trusted garden companions. Sow Fem Genetics, sowing seeds of fems and build a soil. Building the foundation of your organic oasis. Lost Close Plant Therapy, healing and enhancing plant vitality. Unlock these exclusive deals with coupon code organically blunt at checkout. Until our next episode, stay connected and keep growing and as always, stay organically blunt.